I see a lot of people, and it's only been a, like a couple hours, like maybe three, four, four-ish hours. I see a lot of people um, getting a little bit carried away with this, uh, with all this Kara Wozniacki stuff. Okay. And uh, people are talking about, wow, she's in an incredible form. She can go for a deep run. Let's, let's, let's sort of assess that. You know, let's let's talk about that first, see how true that is. And then, of course, you know me, I'm definitely going to have something to say. I'll share my own thoughts about the matter a little later. But here's the thing. So people talking about, oh, she's playing so good, decent form and that. Okay. By the way, and of course you can tell, like, this probably goes without saying. I probably don't even have to say this, but she's only been back for a month. And I'm already fucking sick and tired of her. Okay. She hasn't even played, I don't know how many matches. Probably I can probably count how many matches she's played since she's been back on one hand and I am already sick. Huh? I'm already fucking traumatized. Hmm? But anyway, here's the thing. So people and when I say people, it's some people that I know that I actually spoke to directly, like actually had a chat with people I know that I've, you know, previously spoken to, not like strangers. But of course, you know, like after a match, WTA will make a post, the US Open will make a post, the tennis letter, etc. And, you know, you can you can read the comments, you can see what people are saying, you know, in, in, in response to that. Or sort of like a initial reaction to, to the match that, you know. So like as a summary of all of those things, you know, the people that I've spoken to uh, personally and also from what I've seen in the comments on Twitter under these posts people are talking about her being in, in in good form or like oh my god if she continues to play like this i mean and uh she can make a very deep run okay <laughs> lo siento mucho pero uh, you know uh, no no puedo okay anyway sorry um but okay let's talk about that in the first round she she beat qualifier prozorova that woman is my neighbor They fucking came to my building, started knocking on doors, and then they grabbed her and they, they said, come play at the open. Vosniaki beat her round one. Round one, sorry. And the craziest part is, I know the score was a little lopsided. It was a lot closer than that, and I swear to God, if Prozorova had her shit together and didn't miss so much, I'm not being funny, I swear to you, she could have won. I'm not making jokes. I'm being dead serious. Maybe one is a stretch, but you you know you know what I'm saying, and that's Prozorova, huh? My neighbor. And I uh, know. Okay, here we go. And today she played Petra Kvitova. Of course, that goes without saying who Petra Kvitova is. None of us can sort of talk down or, or it can't be overstated, understated. Like we. There's no getting it twisted. Who I'm just going to leave that sort of expression. I honestly don't know. I'm so sleep deprived, but I'm wired. But I, that totally just slipped my mind. I, there's no overstating who Petra Kvitova is or there's no understating. Honestly, I can't even piece it together in my head to see which one makes sense. Well, like which one fits, you know? Can you guys help me out? I don't, I don't even know the sentence that I used it in at this point. But anyway. Petra Kvitova, I mean, it goes without saying who Petra Kvitova is. Big difference from my neighbor that she played in the first round. But here's the thing, and this shit is so important, okay? This is, it's, 
It, it's so important to get this shit right and to understand. Petra Kvitova was not Petra Kvitova today. She was not herself. What does that mean? She looked... And I hate when people use this expression, but I'm about to... Well, I hate when people use this expression... Well, I hate when people use this expression because most of the time when people use this expression, it's totally like... No. They sort of misuse it. Okay? But here we go. She looked like she would have rather been anywhere but there. Like, I'd, I'd rather be anywhere else but here type shit. That's what it looked like. And she was playing like it too. And of course, women like Petra Kvitova, if she's not, you know, if she's not Petra Kvitova, then she's not Petra Kvitova, if you know what I mean. Like, if she's not Petra Kvitova, then she is not Petra Kvitova. Does that make sense? I want you to really, because I, I know it makes sense. So I'm, I'm going to repeat it one last time, and I really want you to sort of think deeply about this. When Petra Kvitova is not Petra Kvitova, then that player you're playing against is not Petra Kvitova. Basically, in a very complicated way, what I'm trying to say is that you might as well be playing against my neighbor once again, or Miyazaki, or Kimberly Burrell. Or, dare I say, Avanesian. Or Kudermetseva. How about that? Right? Like, I understand wins are names. Um, like, when you beat a name and you get a win over that name, it's like, it's still her, though. Like, it's still her. It's still Petra Kvitova. It's still a two-time slam champ. It's still the number 11 player in the world. Like, I get that. I get that. But there is no, and, and look, I don't always do this. Like whenever, like, like people always tell me like, yo, safe. I noticed that whenever a player wins, like you never give them credit. You just look at their opponent and say, oh my God, they were so bad. They were shit. Because they were. Of course, of course they were shit. I mean, that's, that's, that's how it was. It's true. What am I supposed to say if that's why she won? I'm not going to sit and clap for one player for beating a player that wasn't even there. Huh? So, I mean, I know what the takeaway is. Vozniaki was incredible. No. Kvitova was absent-minded, lethargic, uncompetitive. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying it because that's what it was. And of course, if you have a Twitter account and you've logged in today, I'm sure you've heard about the stomach bug, question mark, COVID, question mark, virus, question mark, illness, question mark, that's uh, been going around. You know, a lot of rumors, people uh, coughing and sneezing everywhere, sniffling in the media room, in the players area, in the locker room, in the changing rooms, all that stuff. Uh, people throwing up players, throwing up between sets during their matches. Uh, Chris Eubanks running off because he, he got the shits or something. Probably wasn't feeling well. Uh, did he really go to take a shit or did he go to throw up? Whatever it was, it seemed urgent. Huh? Um, so I'm sure you've heard about that today. Uh, is it possible that Kvitova 
was sort of a victim of that. Like she she fell ill as well. Uh, probably. Well, that would be one explanation. Uh, to describe what we saw today from Petra, probably. Yeah, probably. And, and here we go. I'm just gonna sort of spitfire. No, I'm bouncing around here. But Karavozniaki, one of the only reasons why she played this well again and and again, just to clarify, Karavozniaki, if you guys aren't familiar or aware of who she is or what she is about, she's a dirty, filthy fucking pusher, man. She's a disgusting, despicable rat. Well, in case you didn't know, maybe you didn't. Honestly, I'm I'm sure you probably did. But in case you in case you didn't know, now you know. Okay. And as we know, rat mode and what that sort of embodies, what it means to be a rat, it's that when you see your opponent on the other side of the net, no matter who it is, struggling or playing well below their usual level, that makes you start playing better. And here we go, just to clarify again, you're only playing better because your opponent is playing like shit. Okay, so I'll, I'll sort of repeat that in a, in a, in a different way. Dirty, filthy fucking rats like Vozniaki will only start playing well if and only if their opponent is struggling. And once they see that, then they'll sort of identify it. And then, then rat mode commences. They, and then they themselves, the rats, fucking transform, transcend. And I'm talking Sharapova. I'm talking Serena Williams. You know, I'm... You, you know what I'm talking about. Because uh, I know you've seen it. We saw it today, for fuck's sake. Right? Backhand like this. Backhand like that. I'm serving like this. I'm returning everything. Uh, that's rat mode. They start playing out of their fucking minds. And it makes a player who's already struggling to begin with get fucking pissed off. Because no one wants to... Like, I, like, you know, like you could tell like she was not... She wasn't bothered to begin with. She probably wasn't feeling well. And I'm not making excuses for her. I'm really trying to tell you what happened. And I'm not really misconstruing this or, or exaggerating or, or painting my own picture or whatever. Like, I'm really trying to tell you what went down today. Hmm? So, Safe, what does that mean? Like, what is the significance of all this? Let me tell you. And that's why people are getting carried away talking about form and if she keeps and and there's there's two parts to this and if she keeps playing like this safe you know what this is very good form very good level from Vozniak I'm impressed you know this is her comeback you know only played a couple matches on tour like I mean she can you know if she keeps playing like this I think she can make a really deep run huh well here's the thing she's not going to keep playing like this and let me tell you why She's not going to play against Petra Kvitova every single day or my neighbor. What does that mean? Here we go. In the next round, when her opponent isn't playing like shit, maybe she will be, but let's assume that, you know, in reality, that, you know, I, I know crazy things happen sometimes, but let's say nothing crazy happens and her opponent plays a, a, her, Jen Brady, by the way, is her opponent on Friday. Let's say she doesn't do any, you know, crazy shit or nothing like that, and she plays normal. Kara is not going to play good. Kara Vozniaki that you saw today, you're going to be sitting there watching the match on Friday, scratching your head, saying, where did the Kara Vozniaki that I saw on Wednesday, where did she go? 
And then you'll think back to this. And then you'll realize uh, Safe was right. And oh my god, she doesn't get to play against Petrikovitova every day. And just because her opponent is not playing poorly, then Karavozniaki cannot play well. Everyone who is saying anything extremely sort of uh, positive or overly ambitious, and in their eyes it isn't, but but I'm like like you know some very lofty expectations for her. Like, oh yeah, I can think she can really go for it and make a deep run. All of these people who are saying this shit right now tonight, on Friday when they watch this match, they will swallow all of their words. They'll take back everything they said. You know, and if, if these were public tweets, then they, they um, surely they must issue public apologies. And if they said these words in private, then I'm sure they'll, they'll have to send them a message or, you know, a text saying like, yo, man, I know I said some crazy shit on Wednesday. I'm sorry, man. I take it back. I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. And you can choose to believe me. Or you can choose to not believe me. But on Friday, we're going to find out. And we'll see. You know, we can. I'm waiting for, for that. You know, I've already said what I had to say. And I, I guess we'll see. And, you know, when she loses. Or when she doesn't play incredible. Because, you know. Because she's not like that. Then you'll see what's good. And, and look. Just to be. Because, you know, I'm a very reasonable man. This is still a success for her. I mean, even if she loses, even if she gets smoked next round, this tournament, or just her comeback in general, this was a success for her. For sure, no question. I'm not taking, taking, uh, taking it away from her, or I'm, I'm not trying to discredit her. What she's doing is impressive. You know, super woman, super mom, returning on tour after three, four, five years or whatever. Um, and still able to, you know, compete, get out there, like, you know, move well, serve well, etc. Like, this was a success. You made the third round of the U.S. Open. It's, uh, like, yo, great fucking work. You know, that's... That's a W. That's a success. And I'm not saying that it isn't. All I'm really trying to say here is, please don't... One, please don't get it twisted. And really, more importantly, don't get carried away and start saying... Kara Wozniaki, great form, she looks good, she can make a run, because, you know, it's steps, like, okay, first thing you can say is, like, this is how, you know, one of these people, if you start a conversation with them, uh, this is sort of how it starts, like, yo, did you watch the Kara Wozniaki game today? She's like, oh, yeah, she looked good. I'm like, yeah, that's a good win for her, and and this so far, this is fine, um, and then, you know, then they take it one step further, then they'll say something like, oh, man, I think, uh, you know, if she keeps playing like this, then uh, maybe she can uh, go for a run. And and then I say something like, uh, what do you mean by that? She says, I don't know, man. She looks really good. Like, you know, I can really see her making, uh, like, you know, go going for it here. You know, if she keeps playing, she's in really good form. And, and you know, she's looking like a top 10 player or anything like that. I can I, I think she can really give it a go and compete, huh? What do you think? And, and you see what I mean? It's like these small progressions. Like, they start getting carried away. The more, the more they talk, like you started off okay, and then you took it one step further, and then you took it two steps further, and then you, and then you took it a whole fucking seven miles further. Maybe you can't do that. It's not how it works. Like don't don't get carried away. Like okay, we started off good. Like yeah, it's impressive. What she's doing is impressive. It's good. 
Sure. But why take it one, two, three, four steps too far, man? Just stay here. Yeah, it's good. It's impressive. Why are you talking about her making a deep run and looking like a top 10 player? Like, why are you doing this, man? Keep it together, for fuck's sake, man. I hope you guys are strapped the fuck up and ready, because honestly, today I'm feeling it a little bit, and I'm not going to slow down at all. I don't know what got into me today. You know, when you're so fucking sleep-deprived, and you reach the point where, like, you're not even tired anymore? You know what I mean? Like, first, like, when, like, on a, on a regular day or evening, whatever, when you're, like, tired or feeling sleepy, like, you actually feel tired and sleepy, because, like, you know, it's been a long day, um... You, you know, it's just the end of the day, you're tired, you're sleeping, you're, you, you feel exhausted. You know, your body, your mind, everything. But then when you stay up and sort of push through and fight through it, it reaches a point where, like, I'm not, I'm so sleep deprived that I'm not even tired anymore. That's the sort of level I'm at at this point. I'm, I'm like, I'm way up. No, but look, here's here's the thing, because yesterday, and I didn't forget, thank you for reminding me, by the way, yesterday I said that today I want to spend some time before we get started and make a nice little segment in the beginning and talk about Sabalenka. And tomorrow or today, depending on where and when you're listening to this, uh, Rina Sabalenka today will play her second round match. It's very easy, straightforward, probably, honestly, I'm not going to lie to you, probably the easiest match for anyone in the entire second round. She plays against Jody Anna Ann or whatever Burge. Okay, but that's not the point. I, like I don't even want to talk about that. I want to talk about Irina Sabalenka herself. Um, overall, in general, just uh, let's talk about her for a little bit. And uh, if this was a chapter in a book, or if I was organized and I made like uh, chapters or sections or like timestamps for this, I would call this Sabalenka standards. That's what this sort of segment or chapter or whatever th this sort of th this right here would be called would be titled Sabalenka standards okay safe that sounds very good man I like the alliteration you know that's a little uh, what do they call it uh, Sicily Sil what okay so I know alliteration is for like you know like uh, fucking dirty dancers or like dirty diana okay that's alliteration but i think when you alliterate words that start with s it's called something else it's it's like a s i'm gonna google this okay so it's called sibilance sibilance is when you rhyme s uh, not rhyme when you alliterate s's together like sexy safe super smart safe you know super smart safe like that that's called Sibilance, look, man, you really do learn something new every day. But here we go, man. Enough with the bullshit. Sabalenka standards. The reason why I really wanted to talk about Sabalenka and Sabalenka standards is I want to make a sort of give, um, make a hot take and give my perspective and sort of explain my take and my thoughts. So the first thing that I want to say is, and this is me being 100% serious again, I'm not making jokes. I'm not being funny. This is me being for real. Okay? Here we go. I think that Arena Sabalenka is the biggest underachiever on the WTA tour. Arena Sabalenka, the biggest 
underachiever on the WTA tour. Safe, do you care to elaborate or explain? I got you. I got you. Arena Sabalenko does not win enough matches or titles as she should. She loses way more than she should. Than she should. Woman like Arena Sabalenka should not be losing this much. A woman, a player like Arena Sabalenka should be winning way more than she does. Sabalenka standards, right? Again, it's all about perspective when you talk about a result or a performance. Let's forget about performances. Just think strictly in terms of results. I'm going to start with a big one. You know what it is. One Grand Slam. Someone will come up to me and be like, yo, safe. Talk to me, man. There are a lot of girls on the tour that would wish they could win a slam. Arena Sabalenka already has one this year. And she, you know what, bro? She can still win another one here in New York. End the year with two slams. That's fucking incredible safe. What the fuck are you talking about? Talking about how she's an underachiever. What I'm talking about is Sabalenka standards. And, and strap up with me here, okay? Like, really, like, focus. I want you to lock in with me right here, okay? For Marketa Vondrusova, this one slam is everything. It's everything she could have wished for. And you, you know what? It's even more than what she could have wished for. It is definitely even more than what she ever could have asked for. One slam. Hmm? One Wimbledon title. For her, that is everything. Here we go. For Sabalenko, one slam at this stage of her career, all things considered, is not even the bare minimum. I'm not saying it is the bare minimum. I'm telling you, it's for Sabalenko. I'm talking about Sabalenka standards, huh? For Sabalenko, one slam is not even the bare minimum. And just think about that for a sec. For someone like Arena Sabal, and, and look, and look, man, slams are not easy to win. Look, bro, I got you, bro. I understand. But don't give me that. I'm not buying it. I know I understand slams. It's just something you go pick up, like, yo, let me go get a slam. I, I get that. I totally get that. And yeah, one slam is good. One slam is great. One slam is amazing. For Von Drusova, for Emma Raducanu, hmm? dare I say for Sonia Kennan, Ostapenko, Krijikova, one slam is incredible. Coco Goff, huh? Wishes she can sniff a slam, huh? And that's Coco Goff. I'm not worried about Coco Goff. I'm not worried about other girls. Other girls on the tour wish they could win a slam. In their entire career, Sabalenka. I don't care. Bro, these are different standards, bro. This is a different sort of fucking level that I'm talking about. And this is just me and the way I think. This is... And look, Sabalenka may not feel this way. I'm sure she does. But a lot of people in general, let's call them neutrals, they'll definitely tell you shit like this. A lot of Sabalenka fans themselves, I know they're nobodies. Most of them are 
just a bunch of fucking nobodies and no names like just you know regular ass people what the fuck do they know but this is you know a lot of them say and and, and do believe the shit that i'm about to tell you right here like oh my god she's she won one slam like that's amazing i'm so proud of her uh for me no is it because i'm harsh no i'm, I'm actually not harsh it's because i actually love her so much it's because i'm actually her biggest fan it is actually because i am such a believer in her that this is just unacceptable it really is the people closest to you who will always tell you how it is they will always hold you in the highest regard and esteem they want nothing but the best for you they're your biggest fans and your biggest believers they're not harsh and this isn't me being greedy either. Oh my god, I just want more. It's not like that. It's not like that at all, man. She is a big time underachiever. One slam is not enough. Maybe that does sound greedy. But for someone like her, I'm telling you, it's not even just not enough. It's not even the bare minimum. Like, the bare minimum is what I would consider not enough. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not really enough. You could do a little bit more, right? It's not even there yet at that stage, bro. Sabalenka standards, bro. Sabalenka standards. You tell me, oh, she has a, a title here, a title there. You know, 50 wins in the season or whatever the fucking number is. For, I don't know who, that, that could be amazing. That could be a career year. That could be everything. When they were 12 years old, you know, having breakfast with their dad, that is everything they could have dreamed, man, to have a season where they won, not even a slam, a 1,000 title and hit 50 wins in one season. For them, that is everything. I don't care about them. They are not, they are not Sabalenka, man. She is next level. When we come to compare her, her accomplishments... And again, not performances, but actual results. Like, what's it say on this piece of paper? What did you win this year? What did you accomplish? It's not enough, man. It's not even close to being enough. Different standards. We, I'm not comparing her with other players. I'm comparing her with herself for you. I don't care about anyone else. For you, you should be doing more. You know what I mean? Just how it is. Um, I'm trying to think of a real life example, right? I'm, I'm, and I'm really trying to think of a good example here. One sec, give me a sec. I got to cook something up here. I don't know how good this example is. Honestly, if you ask me, I think it's really bad, but it's honestly the quickest and uh, the best thing that I could come up with. Okay, so there's this little boy, okay, and he went grocery shopping with his mom. And they arrive home, and, you know, she opens up the trunk and says, Yo, Timmy, um, get the groceries in the house. Yeah, like the shopping bags, yeah? And then Timmy's just a little boy. He's eight years old. Yeah, it's super fucking energetic, fucking buzzing around, and, you know, can't stop talking, can't stop moving. And little Timmy's small, bro. You know, just a little kid, like like a, like a, like a proper little kid, like a little boy. Um, and Timmy, before, he has never, ever taken three shopping bags with him before into the house in one trip like three um you know to take the the groceries like from the car into the house usually takes some several trips five or six trips 
uh, but he has never before been able to carry three shopping bags from the car into the house. He's only done two before. So today, Timmy uh, goes for three shopping bags, you know, holds them with his tiny little hands. And, and he takes these shopping bags into the house successfully, doesn't drop anything, you know, doesn't fall down and, and he doesn't cry. You know, he does it. He goes, to, he goes from the car just like this, boop, into the house, three shopping bags, drops them, turns around to his mom. He's like, yo, mom, I fucking did it for the, oh my God, I'm such a big fucking strong boy. Look at me. Uh, I'm Timmy. I'm the man. I just took three shopping, bu- uh, three shopping bags from the car into the house and I didn't even fall. Ooh, I didn't need any help. Ooh. And Timmy feels big and fucking huge, huh? And then you're like walking by. And like a mid-afternoon walk, and uh, you see like you know this this mom and her little her little lovely son, and uh, you know because you're a you're a good fucking human being, uh, you you go and you offer to to give them a hand, you know to give little Timmy a hand. There's there's a lot of groceries, you know it's kind of hot today, like there's no need for you to fucking blow your back out, Timmy, for no reason for what? Let me give you a hand, and you reach into the trunk and you grab three shopping bags. You know, you pick them up, boop, walk into the house, place the three shopping bags down. Of course, you didn't fall or trip or anything or cry or, you know, nothing like that. And you did the same shit as Timmy. And uh, you're a fully grown adult. You're a grown ass man. Let's say you're six one two forty. Big guy, huh? And, uh... You carried the same number of shopping bags into the house as Timmy. The next trip, and bro, they have a shit ton of groceries in the car. I'm talking, like, they fucking, they bought the whole store, bro. You know, it was one of those uh, shopping trips. So you go back and you grab, f- and, and 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 you're 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 a big guy, huh? You're 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 a big strong guy, huh? You're a f- you're you're the fucking man, huh? You grab four shopping bags this time, and honestly, you know, and, and Timmy's just watching you, and and he's like, oh my god, like fuck, you just carried four fucking shopping bags, huh? And and Timmy's just looking at you like, wow, like you're so incredible, like I wish I could do that, I wish I could try to do that. You're honestly a bitch because I know damn well you can carry eight shopping, eight fucking shopping bags in your hands and one trip in the house. Four in each hand. Easy. Light work, bro. Come on. Quit bitching, bro. Stop being a bitch. Huh? Just fucking strap up. You know, four, four bags in each hand and walk, and walk, walk your fucking ass into that house and, and, and put the shit in the kitchen, right? You can do that. Why aren't you doing that? If Sabalenka is doing what other people wish she can do, hmm, what they would dream of doing, what they can't quite do, or, or, you know, they did the same as her, and for them, it's amazing, it's a big accomplishment. Timmy couldn't believe he did three bags, and then he saw you do three bags. It's like, wow, me and Timmy are the same. No, we're, no, we're fucking not. You know, he's a tiny fucking prepubescent little crybaby, huh? Who eats candy and watches Spongebob and shit. And I'm a grown-ass fucking man. So, like, you know, how how are we doing the same shit? 
Like, I shouldn't just be doing a little bit better than Timmy. I should be blowing Timmy out the fucking water, man. I should be doing ten times what Timmy can do, right? That's what I'm saying, bro. That's what I'm saying, bro. I'm not a Coco Golf fan. I'm a Arena Sabalenka fan. I know they're dying. I know Coco Golf would do unholy things to 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 even sniff a slam. For Arena Sabalenka, man, it should be so much more standards, bro. It's all about perspective. How do you look at it? It's not, oh, she won one slam. Well, like, that's really good. Like, oh, yeah, she got her slam. This girl should have many slams. She should have, really, four or five. Okay, maybe maybe three. Fuck, man, maybe two. I'm calling two the bare minimum. She's not even there. And that's the bare minimum. And she's not even there. She really should have three or four. She should really have three or four, and, and, and they keep on coming, right? I, I'm not even kidding, bro. She has the one, and, and I... You know, for Von Drusova, that's amazing. Von Drusova, honestly, if you ask her, have a very... And, and if, you know, if you ask her, like, yo, Von Drusova, would you like another slam? Honest to God, I promise you her answer is probably like, well, honestly, I'm good. Like, I'm... Like, I got the one in Wimbledon that was fucking incredible. It's all I could have ever asked for, and I'm... Honestly, I'm, I'm good. Like, sure, I'll win another one. I could... I'd love to win another one, but, like... I'm, I'm good right here, you know? Like, I want to see. I'm, I'm satisfied. That's the difference, man. Sabalenka should have four or five. That one that Sabalenka got, I know she's not satisfied. But, like, sure, you would love to win more. I know you want to. I know you want five or ten or fifty. But that means nothing. Like, why? Where? Where is it? Where are they? Where are the titles? Why, why do you lose so much? She loses way more than she should, man. She does not win enough. Nobody loses more than they should. As much as Sabalenka. She loses more than anyone. She doesn't even lose that much. But she shouldn't even be losing that much. Think about that for a second. Sabalenka standards, they're different. I'm not satisfied with one slam. I'm not going to continue to support her and clap like, oh my god, this was such a good year. Because you know what? No, no, the fuck it wasn't. You know, Vondrusova also won one slam this year. That's a career. That's a life-changing year for her. I don't care about her. You are not Vondrusova. Right? There's, there's, you know, as the kids are saying these days, there are levels to this shit. And that's the thing, like, it's perspective, right? That's just the way you got to look at it, man. She is the biggest underachiever on tour, man. No matter what anyone says or tells you. Yes, she wins more than a lot of players. Yes, a lot of players lose more than her. But she is the biggest underachiever on the tour, on the planet, even. More than Tsitsipas. More than, I don't know who the fuck you can name. Nobody... In tennis at the moment in the past you know two or three years or so has underachieved more than Sabalenko and for me that's like a fact like and and I'm I, I'm, I'm willing to call it a fact because honestly it's true like 
It's 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 not my opinion, not really. It's a fucking fact. She is the biggest underachiever there is. Moving on today then with the best thing that I saw. The worst thing that I saw. And the craziest thing that I saw. You know, I'm honestly a bit OCD with this shit. And I'm honestly sort of kind of, whether you believe it or not. I'm a man of order. But for today, I'm actually going to leave the best thing that I saw for last. So, uh, you know, I hate to sort of start on a negative note. Um, but the worst thing that I saw... Again, I'm going to leave the best thing that I saw today for last. The worst thing that I saw today... And my god, there are so many contenders. I could say Kvitova. I could say Vika. Honestly, I could say Bia. I could say Daniel Collins. You're gonna laugh. I could say Shi Yu Wang. But since sort of the topic for today or the theme is standards, the worst thing that I saw today is Ostapenko. She was 6-3, 5-2 up, lost the second set 5-7. She was 5-2 up in the decider 5-5. Five, five. She eventually, you know, held and broke for 7-5. But she went to war with Avanesian for no reason. And look guys, I know Avanesian is super hot, but let's focus here. She's a piece of shit tennis player. I mean, this, this shouldn't even be close. You see Iga giving people the Iga treatment, 616 love, like, uh, also, you really should do that. Osipenko hit 80, 80 unforced errors, 8-0, and she still won, but my god if she didn't. Just yesterday I was saying, like, you know, um, after beating Paulini in round 2, Iga's, you know, on the horizon... In, in round four, like you know, get it going, get get, blah, 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 blah. get it going a little bit. Try and make a statement. Try try and send a message, you know, not not to Ego, cause cause Ego knows what's coming. But for the fans that you know that love to talk these days, for all these you know commentators, media personnel, journalists, etc., let them know, put them in their place a little bit. Give them a reason to not get carried away and say ego, you know? Come on. That's the worst thing that I saw today. But I gave a lot of shoutouts. Kvitova, Shiyu Wang, um, Collins, Bia, Vika. Um, and there were a lot. There were, I mean, there was a lot of good today. And there was a lot of bad. But, and of course, once we get to these and talk about these, I'll, I'll definitely let you know. Um, there was a lot of bad. And, and, of course, we're 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 gonna get to every single one of them. The craziest thing that I saw today Zulin beating Vika in straights. Honestly, for me, that's honestly pretty fucking crazy. I know Taylor Townsend beat Bia in straights, and like. Fuck, that's a shocker, honestly. Kinda, not really. But no, uh, Vika losing 
6-3 to Zulin is the biggest shock of the day for sure. That is by far the craziest thing that took place today. I know they met this year also, earlier, also at a slam, also on hard courts, and they went to fucking war and it was a battle. Honestly, this probably could have played out the same, but, you know, in Australia, Vika came through in the end. I was, I was expecting something similar here, but, you know, after, especially after she lost the first set, said okay she'll probably fight back maybe maybe take a set like seven five six four in the decider type shit vika lost to zulin in straights and didn't even sniff a break point the entire match until zulin was serving for the match at five three and then vika cooked up her first break point of the entire match didn't take it Shortly after that, cooked up a second break point of the match. Didn't take it. A third break point of the match. Her first, you know, her first break point was in the final game of the match. And then she also got the second and the third. Didn't convert any of them. Lost 6-3, 6-3. And you know, Vika is a player. Oh, yeah, she's not... You know, the Vika of old, like 2020 Vika when she made the US Open final, but this is a tournament that she's played very, very well in, sorry, that she's played, she's played very well here in New York, historically, right? I mean, she's, she's never won this tournament, but she has two of her slams on hard in Australia. She made this final three times here at the US Open. What are you losing to Zulin and straights for? Like, I'm pretty sure this lady gave me a massage last month at this place down the street called Asian Massage. Is that a bad joke or no? I feel like that's really bad, right? Like, I, like it's not even funny and I shouldn't even be saying this shit, right? Come on, man. I don't think you guys are ready for this. The best thing that I saw today. Are you guys ready or no? Can you guys guess? Shall I give you like five seconds to guess? Because I really don't think you're going to get this. Have you guessed? No. No, it's not Coco Goff. It's not Darius Seville. It's not Ego. It's not Sori Kirstea. Not Mukovo. Not Wang Xinyu. Not Bernardo Pera. Not Townsend. No. Not Elise Mertens. No. Vozniaki? Come on, bro. I, bro, I told you to be serious. The best thing that I saw today... Zhang Chichen. Zhang Chichen was the best thing that I saw today. 6-4-5-7-6-2. Love 6-6-2 against Kasparut. For me, that was the best thing that I saw today, by far. Zhang Ishner is his name. Zhang Ishner, like that. What a player. Got bageled in the fourth set to, you know, to go to a decider. What a player. Honestly, um, I'm not going to lie. I watched the entire match start to finish. Three hours and 20 minutes-ish. No regrets. What a player. What a performance. 
Kasparud is a bitch ass you know what. Mm-hmm. No. I uh I feel like you guys would have been shocked for that entire segment if I had started with that. AT including ATP in this exercise and and then you probably would have been paralyzed on the ground for the rest of the segment. You wouldn't even have gotten to hear, you know, the worst thing or the craziest thing. But honestly, fuck, is, is the craziest thing from today not safe actually picking an ATP match for the best thing that he saw today? How about that? Um, but honestly, you know, in all seriousness, there were obviously a lot of uh, worthy uh, matches and performances today, which we will all cover in just a second. So why don't we get into it, eh? Daniel Collins, Elise Mertens, Elise Mertens won, 3-6-7-6-6-1. Daniel Collins was up a set, found herself in a tiebreak, could have very easily won in straights. Didn't, so she lost the decider 6-1, 7-6, followed by 6-2 or better for Elise Mertens. Standard. Honestly, good for Elise Mertens. They played in the Aussie, I think, last year very similar sort of match right collins won from a set down at least mertens here won from a set down in australia last year um daniel collins won four six six four six four had a very similar sort of vibe honestly at least mertens i talk about this all the time man she can play she is so underrated how about this i think she's the most underrated player on the tour. It used to be Mukova. Now I think people have caught up. Some people are saying she's overrated, but but that's just crazy talk. But as far as underrated at the moment, at least Mertens. And I've been saying this. You know me. I'm in. Uh, I always stay ahead of the curve, man. Okay, I'm gonna relax. Kaya Yuvan also from a set down six seven six four six three. Yo, I'm really starting to think that winning a first set tiebreak is a sort of a curse. Or is it? Clara Clara Townsend. Wow. Taylor Townsend. Townsend. 7675 over Beale. Um honestly this match can be nominated for all three categories. The best thing that I saw, of course, Taylor Townsend. Worst thing that I saw, Bia. Or easiest thing that I saw. Uh, this fucking scoreline. Townsend and straight, 7-6-7-5. One of the matches of the day, for sure. I feel like any Bia match, just with the Brazilian contingent. Um, you know, during the day, Bia's a fucking beast, somehow. Um, and I'm surprised, man. Taylor Townsend, in, in these sort of conditions, in this sort of atmosphere, not something that she's used to, I'm sure. Although, I'm sure she enjoyed it, and maybe even benefited from it. Um, court 17 though Lydia's fuck crowd was engaged what a match honestly uh, and what a win for Taylor Townsend honestly what a performance Bia though I'd, I'd say she let her off a little bit Belinda Benchett 6-3 6-3 over Miyazaki Miyazaki's run out of nowhere winning four matches in New York comes to an end Benchett threw in straights again mm-mm-mm Coco Golf 6362. I try to tell you, do you guys have six thousand dollars to bet Coco minus five and a half games? I hope I hope you did. Or you listened. 
What a win for Coco Golf! Amazing, incredible, beat Mirandrivo. Uh huh. Okay. I noticed the thing. How many? Okay, so from the first round upsets, like the crazy ones, how many of them sort of followed that up in the second round, playing an opponent far worse than who they just beat? They lose to them. I'm gonna first start. Again, with I don't know what's wrong with me today, voluntarily talking about ATP, but Droge or whoever, the guy, you know, when, I, when the guy who Massetti lost to, when I said Massetti lost to who? So you beat Massetti in the first round, and in the second round today, this guy, Droge, the Frenchman, lost to a guy called Mensik. You lost to who? Huh? I mean, you you see what I'm saying? Masarova in the first round beat Sakari in straights. Today, she lost to Shmidlova in straights. Bia, sort of, I mean, it wasn't an upset in the first round. But you beat Sloane Stevens just to lose, and, and, and three amazing sets just to lose to the worst version of Sloane Stevens. The next round in straights. How many people have you seen do that so far? Hmm? Pretty common, no? And it makes me think, tomorrow we have, uh, we have some of those tomorrow, I must say. Hmm, how about that? Something to think about. But yeah, Schmidlova beat Masarova 7-6-6-2, huh? Or have you heard that before? It's 7-6-6-2. Sarasuribe Stormo. Shinyu Wang did the damn thing. Shinyu Wang beat Sara Suribes Tormo from a set down. She took it 5 7 6 3 6 4. Wow. Obviously I didn't watch a single point from that match, but that is that is some effort right there. Congratulations. Wow. Kaya Mukova, 6-3-6-3. Again, love seeing her not engage in unnecessary three-setters. You know, keep it short and sweet, just over an hour. Magdalena Freck couldn't, could cause some problems, but she did the damn thing, 6-3-6-3. Iga Sviantek, 6-3-6-4 against Daria Seville. You know what, I'm actually not going to comment on that match, because whatever. Yeah, no bakery products from Iga... She served for the set at 5-4, was down love 30, held to 30. Iga it's the world number one. Sori Kristeo in uh, the second round versus Kalinskaya. Uh, this match probably attracted all kinds of tennis fans for all kinds of reasons. And I say reasons, plural. Wink. Routine win for Sori Kristeo, 6-3, 6-4. So good. Served good. Solid. Solid. Honestly, a lot of good hitting from the baseline from both forehand, backhand. These girls could really hit. What a match, uh, if you watched. Unfortunately, it was just an hour and five minutes, but that's a pretty good workout, no? Wink. As I mentioned earlier, Zulin 6-3-6-3 against Vico. Head scratcher. Zulin, though, honestly... Fucking incredible. But Vika was pretty poor too.
Shi Yu Wang, the lefty, one of the worst players I've seen lately. Low key, she's been on some shit, like in a bad way. Like, you know? But here we go. Bernardo Pera won 3 6, 7 6, 6 2. Where have you seen that before? 7 6, 6 2. Has anyone ever told you about those or no? Hmm. Unfortunately, Tomjanovic withdrew. We didn't get to see Tomjanovic Rubakino. Safe to say that a lot of people are were devastated by the news. But it is what it is. She made a little uh, sweet post. Uh, you know, sort of announcing her withdrawal. Saying, I'm sorry guys, I love you. My body is not quite ready yet. Mwah. Um, Jen Brady... What a scoreline, 6-1-2-6-6-2 against Magdalena. Honestly, it could have been 6-1-6-2, uh, Jen Brady, but we move. Ostapenko, like I said, 6-3-5-7-7-5 against Avanesian. Uh, she was 6-3-5-2 up, and then it was 6-3-5-7. She lost five games in a row from 6-3-5-2 up. Uh, and then, of course, like I said in the decider, she was once again 5-2 up, 5-5, but this time she took it. 7-5. And then the last match of the day, Kvitova, Vozniaki, miss me with all that shit. 7-5-7-6. Vozniaki. Honestly, she played pretty good. She served pretty well. And Sun City was there. Uh, the fight, the spirit, the competitiveness, the... Yeah, she looked good. She looked good. She looked okay. But just, like, leave it there. Right? Just leave it there. Don't, you know, don't take it too far to start saying shit no need for that you can say yeah she looked good she played good you know if you don't even want to comment on kvitova because you don't want to you know take credit away from her or sort of you know you can just say that you can just say what i said yeah she looked good today um you know she played pretty solid that's a that's a pretty big win for her yeah i was impressed and that's it and you leave it there and you keep it moving man Really quickly, before we look at tomorrow's matches, we're gonna take a quick look at the top half of the draw for the third round matches for Friday. Obviously, all of these girls are winners from today. Starting at the top of the draw, Iga Svjantek versus Kai Yuvan. Here we go. The winner will face Ostapenko or Para. We are one match away. And section number two, Vozniaki versus Jen Brady. Winner will face Elise Martins or Coco Goff. Isn't it just fucking incredible that Coco Goff, instead of getting Danielle Collins, gets Elise Martins? It's just fucking incredible how these things always work out for Coco Goff. Her luck never seems to run out. Dare I say, she seems forever lucky. Easy draws become even easier. She gets the easiest version of every single draw. I'm gonna fucking kill myself. So no Kvitova, no Danielle Collins. She gets Elise Martins. And holy fuck, Vozniaki beats Brady and Coco Golf gets Vozniaki.
Oh my god, the scenes, man. The scenes, the scenes, the scenes. When Coco Goff gets Wozniaki. Oh my god, that's a huge, that's a, that's a big test for Coco Goff, eh? Oh, I, oh, I wonder how she's gonna do, eh? That's a, that's a bit of a tough one, eh? And then she beats her 6-3-6-1 and people are fucking going crazy, man. About Coco Goff, how good she was beating Wozniaki, man. Oh my god. Make it fucking stop, man. Um, fuck me. Okay, moving on. Sorry. Just a regular... You know, your boy Safer is having a breakdown. Nothing new. This happens at least 27 times an hour. Rebecca Nooker stay a... Ooh. You heard? Mm. Winner faces Zulin or Belinda Bencic. Hmm. Zu Honestly, Zulin versus Benchich? Like, yo. Question mark? Do you know what I'm saying or no? Rebecca and Cristea, though. Oof. Can't wait to... Wow. I mean, I definitely can't wait to watch that one, but I also definitely can't wait to, wait to talk about that one tomorrow. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. Rebecca and Cristea winner faces uh, Zulin or Benchich. Mukova, Taylor Townsend. Now, for Mukova, is that tougher or easier than facing Bia? Mm, think about that. I'm going to give you 24 hours to answer this. I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you tomorrow, okay? Is Mukova, fa Mukova facing Taylor Townsend, is that easier or tougher than, B than facing Bia? Mm -hmm. Winner will face Wong Shinyu or Shmidlova. Wow. Oh, Mukova, please don't fucking... Mm, mm, mm. Please don't do it. Oh, no, don't do it. Yeah, and that is all from the bottom half. Or, sorry, the top half of the draw. These are all round three matches that we will hopefully see on Friday. All right, for tomorrow, then. Round two. Day two. Bottom half of the draw, starting with Peyton Stearns, Clara Towson. Clara Towson in the first round got a pretty good win versus Potapova. Peyton Stearns beat Tomova. Yeah, in straights. Um, it's just very hard for me to see Clara Towson winning two tough matches in a row, and I think this will be a really tough match. I think Peyton Stearns will just edge it maybe in three or something like that. Seven five six four, something like that. Game set and match Stearns. Game set and match Stearns. Two sets to love. Seven five six four. Something like that, yeah? Hmm. Here's a quick note that I made earlier. Yafan Wang is one of them players that yesterday or yesterday last round beat like a top player and now she's playing against Katie Bolter. I know Carol Garcia ain't shit, but like can we will we see that trend here when that dude Droguet lost beat Massetti in the first round, lost to who in the second? Masarova beating Sakur in straights in the first, then losing to Schmidlova straights in the, in the second round. And uh what was the other one? Shit I forgot. But anyway, Yafan Wang, KT Bolter, Yafan Wang's minus 175. Is that worth the bet or no? 
Another thing to note about this match, I mean, Yafang Wang should definitely win. No question. Katie Bolter sucks. Like, she sucks. Okay? And Yafang Wang should definitely, definitely win. And the, I think the price is right. It's fair. I'd say it's pretty sharp. But here's the thing. A lot of people, like, I noticed... And this is, like, totally, like, off-topic. But, like, um... Not off-topic, but I'm taking a big left turn here to address this. Um... A lot of people will be like, yo, I don't really like this. I have too many minus 175 bets in my card and not all of them can win. Like I'm looking right now and there's actually a lot of minus 175s and um, I like all of them. You know, Yafan Wang, Alexandrovo, Evelise, they're all minus 175. And a lot of people will say shit like, oh my God, I can't bet all those like they're not all going to win. Like, I see what you're saying, but, like, just stop and be serious for a second. I think if you're, if, I'm a true believer, if you, if you, if you've done your research, you thought about it, you thought about it again, and you like it, then, then that's that, right? Like, it'll, I'm sure it'll pan out, at least in the long term. So, like, why are you tripping over, yeah, it's weird. It's one of these things that irk, irks me. I hear about this shit all the time, like, like, go for a walk, bro seriously go for a walk but yeah yeah fun Wang minus 175 i like it not that but i like her to win minus two and a half games maybe minus 175 in a parlay or something you know the deal i talked about this since i think friday or saturday before the round one even begun once we had the draw once evelise was placed in the draw evelise is destined to make the fourth round and I've seen these sort of insane runs that make no fucking sense come out of nowhere. They don't deserve it, but it happened to them anyway. Evelise is going to make the fourth round, and, and for that to happen, or to make it even sweeter or more realistic, Junction 1 is going to lose to Kai Kanepi here. I've been saying this since Saturday, before a point was played in the main draw. Kai Kanepi is plus 275. Serenko, I believe, leads the head-to-head 4-0 or 4-1 against Alexandrova, but I think Alexandrova is, like, she should get this. Again, that's another minus 175 I like, but I'm definitely happy to play the minus 2.5 games here with Alexandrova. Probably will do the same with Yafan Wang, to be honest, or maybe just stick the money line somewhere. Eh? Evelise, again, minus 175 against Lucia Bronzetti, look. As a person, as a better, as a gambler, whatever, I am evolving every single day. It's called growth. I'm showing good signs of character development. I love Bronzetti. That's no secret. I despise, I hate Evelise's guts. That's no secret. But I have an agenda. I'm going to see it through. Evelise is going to win. I don't want her to, but I think she's going to. Again, minus 175, minus two and a half games. Honestly, I think she covers the minus two and a half games. My prediction for this is like six two seven five. Some like or seven fives. Uh six two seven five. Yeah. You don't see those often, but that's what's gonna happen. Samsonova Corpatch, no thank you. Sabalenka Burge. I'm saying no thank you. It's either under or no thank you, but um, no thank you. 
Plushkova Burel, honestly, no thank you, but I'm honestly kind of interested to see this. Can Clara Burel do something here? Can will, Or will Plushkova just snap? Can they go to war? I don't know. Uh, the lines look very sharp also. Minus three and a half games for Plushkova. 21 and a half games total. Yeah. Winner faces Savalenka too. Tallest girl on tour versus one of the shortest girls on tour. Yeah. I might just tune in to see them take the picture at the net together, and that's it. Trevisan Vondrusova, no thanks, but that line is just too much, too inflated. 18 and a half is the total, that's, I think, just a smidge too low. And six and a half games is a lot. Yanina Wickmayer, Madison Keys, no thanks. Svitolina Pavlichenkova, no thanks. Buskova, minus 145, here we fucking go against Petra Martic. Yo, Buskova, along with Elise Mertens, low-key, or I think the Buskova one is high-key, honestly. Elise Mertens, low-key. my f Some of my favorite players, but they're both definitely super underrated. Buskova, minus 145. Here we go. Noskova. It's going to have to be a Noskova bet. I feel like, again, it's one of these very popular underdogs. It's almost like a overdog in a way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just seems so popular. And these haven't... They don't seem to be hitting. I don't think they have been hitting. But nevertheless, here we go. Strap the fuck up. Noskova plus 150 against Unz. Let's get it. That'll be a hell of a match, honestly. What a, what a match. A lot of bad matches. I think we just went through a skit of like two or three, four or five really bad matches. Like Samsonova, Korpach, Eo, Burge, Sabalenka, whatever. Trevisan, Vondrusova, eh. Wickmare, Keys, Eo. Um, yeah, not uh, so far, nah. But this Noskova, Jabor one's pretty good. Here's a very shitty one. Greetman and Sasha Vickery. Big note, thank you. Here we go again. Daria Kasatkina versus Sonia Kennan. Sonia Kennan plus 200, plus three and a half games, over under 20 and a half. Over is, looks like a good idea. Kennan, three and a half games looks good. Plus 200 money line looks good. Sonia Kennan, can she do it? I told you this yesterday. I already have a Pagula Patricia Maria Tig under 16 and a half. Can you believe after my uh, 40 minute rant yesterday about fucking center court or. Arthur Ashe, Night Sesh Allocation, like those matches that they assign for uh, the Night Sesh. What are you doing putting Patricia Maria Tig on a court with Jesse Pagula at night? Like, why? Like, come on, guys. Why is Jabor Noskova not there? That's definitely match of the day. Right? Like, why don't you, like, take a flyer and put, like, Peyton Stearns and Clara Towson there? Like, that's going to be a banger. Right? American girl, you know? Like, why don't you put some of these players on, bro? Give them a stage. Right? Fuck, man. But that is all for tomorrow. Or today. It's definitely more like today than tomorrow, I guess, no matter where you are in the world. I think, pretty sure we're into thursday already but anyway some early looks at uh lines for friday third round matches coco golf is minus 750 minus five and a half games against elise mertens 
Carolina Mukova is minus 500. Taylor Townsend is plus 350. Spreads four and a half. Totals 20 and a half. Ostapenko is minus 600 to Para, who's plus 400. Spread minus five and a half. Total 19 and a half. Here we go. Sori Cristeo is plus 240 against Rabakana, who's minus 345. Spread is four and a half. Total 21 and a half. Sori Cristeo plus 240, man. Mm -mm -mm. Ego doesn't have a money line. Kai Yuvan is 21 to 1 plus 2100. Spread seven and a half. Total 16 and a half. How about that? Shin Yu Wang for beating Sarayo City Stormo from a set down. Minus 250. Shmid Lova plus 185. Spread 3.5. Total 21.5. That seems like a lot, honestly. Shin, Shin Yu Wang definitely going to beat Sarayo City Stormo just to lose to Shmid Lova. Oh, and by the way, about that theory, Bronzetti is going to. She beat Krajikova in the first round. Grand Slam champion just to lose Evelise in the second. Yo, Evelise, man, everything's just falling into place for her, man. Incredible how some of this shit happens. Yo, if you guys really look and, like, break down, like, a player's draw, like, the sequence of events, like, what happens and then what happens from that and then what happens after that and because that happened now, what... It's f actually fucking crazy sometimes when you actually look at it. Insane! Insane. Here's a big one. Vosniaki minus 135. Jen Brady plus 105. Ooh. And Zulin is plus 220. I think they kind of know. And against Benchich, Benchich is minus 300. Yeah, I feel like they definitely know. That's an interesting line. A lot of interesting lines. Um, but looking at tomorrow, there's a lot of tempting underdogs like... Or just looking at today and tomorrow, I guess. Um, but starting from today, like... Noskova plus 150. Kennen plus 200. I believe that's all from tomorrow. Like, tempting, tempting underdogs. I'd, I'd say those... Oh, and Kaya Kinepi, yeah. Those three for sure. And then the two so far on Friday. Zulin plus 220. And Kristea plus 240. Like, yo, those are pretty good for a round robin. I don't know if any of you guys fuck with those, but that's definitely something that you can do, right? Right. Okay, gang, that is a lot. That is a lot. Wow. Actually, it wasn't a lot, but that is all for today. Um, it definitely felt like a lot the first couple of days, but now, you know, the, the slates keep getting cut in half, and, you know, it's kind of sad to think about it. We're almost through the first week. Um... Tomorrow we'll be done with round two into round three uh, on Friday. So, yeah, here we go. We'll have, starting from tomorrow, we can probably spend more time bitching and moaning and talking about whatever. Um, then, you know, we won't have to spend as much time on matches because, you know, less and less matches starting from Friday, less matches to preview, etc. So we can really go deeper into some of these and... Maybe have a few laughs. You know, you know I can talk. You know, I you know I always have something to say. So, uh, I look forward to that. But until then, this has been the safe space. 
Thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Again, I've been, you know, receiving a lot of very kind uh, DMs, a lot of nice words from you guys, new listeners, old listeners, OG listeners. Uh, thank you to you all. I really appreciate it. I, I am honestly nothing without you guys. And this has been a lot of fun. It's been a good week so far. Let's keep it going. As always, best of luck to us, and I'll see you guys tomorrow.